Hi, and welcome to episode 260 of No Crying in Baseball. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, Patty. Tell me what the name of the show is this week. I'm feeling like, you know, so we're drinking this pineapple thing, and so we're doing SpongeBob is growing oh. on me today. And it's, it just happened. You made me drink this pineapple. Well, you didn't. I You offered a pineapple thing to me, right. and I chose it, and I'm not having more of it, but it's fine. But then I thought... SpongeBob would like that, and that's important for many stories we tell later in the show. All right, so I am eager to learn about SpongeBob. I've never actually watched a full episode. Me I just either. know the memes. Yeah, that's all you really need to get through this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I am looking forward to that. And, uh, and folks, there's some exciting baseball going on these days. We have had a wild weekend watching the wild card, and I just felt like that, that word wild is worth uh, repeating several times, and Patty is going to lay it down completely in the show. It was crazy nuts. It was crazy nuts. I'm totally digging the whole new um, playoff format because this mm-hmm. weekend was so much more fun than it would have been if it was just like a one-game situation or whatever. It's, it's, been, it's been great, and it feeds your revenge needs, doesn't it? Yeah, so I am very excited to see. At this point, folks, we're we're recording on Sunday before the Mets-Padres game, so that is very important. We don't know who is going on from that series, but we do know that both of the AL AL East teams, two of the AL East teams, the ones who are in the wild card, both the Rays and the Jays, have now been eliminated. And I think this is a celebration that we can share. It absolutely is. You as an Orioles fan and me as a Red Sox fan, the two of us at various points this season thought that our team was in the running for the wild card and had a shot at it. And one of us was actually correct. (laughs) And I was correct in June. June Uh was a good month. June was a good month. You're adorable. Since, Since June, not so much. No, the Orioles, and at the end, of course, I was definitely behind you on the Orioles thing. So it's just, you know, when when you're feeling miserable, it's always good to have some company. <laughs> so now <laughs> so now the the Rays and the Jays fans can join us and we are hoping and actually just a caveat here, there's an actual real live Yankees fan in the room as we're recording who who's observing us and listening to me say that I'm really looking forward to Cleveland taking over the taking down the Yankees so oh, that too. the AL East is completely out of the picture and we can just happily enjoy some baseball. That's right. And we can just reset for next year. Hey, I'm yeah. going to um, put out an apology um, for two reasons. One is I may say ow at some point during the episode. I had this weird thing <laughs> happen to my side, which I want to call an oblique strain because I have mocked a lot of baseball players who go out on the aisle with an oblique strain which sounded fake to me like oh come on how are you out for 10 days if you like you know oh I have a twinge in my side well holy heck it hurts and so I apologize for the mocking that I did to you highly professional humans who in fact probably had real injuries and now I've got one and I don't know if that's really it so did, did you get it sliding into second or did you get it on the big power swing um it was um it was it was actually the baffle of it it was it was the, the bat, bat flip, flip, otherwise known as I'm old and I coughed hard. <laughs> so that's gonna be our so, that's gonna be our code word for bat flip. That's right. <laughs> you so yourself? if I bat flip later in the yeah. show, you'll know why. Um, hey, Patty Mouth, could we have another beer? Can oh, I, I finished shoot. my pineapple Fantasia. All right. So we're gonna split something right now that is being lovingly uh, cradled by an Oakland A's koozie. So I can't see exactly what it is yet. Oh, it's the Oktoberfest. It is an Oktoberfest, and it is October. And it's oops, shit, sorry. Hit the hit the microphone there, reaching for the glass, and it's from our friends at Silver Branch Brewery in Silver Spring. On today's show, it was wild in the wild card weekend for sure. We've got boyfriends with numbers, dad power, and families that potty mouth would totally love. We have Nelson Cruz defining what bigger than baseball really means. We've got a fond farewell to Dennis Eckersley. We've got a preview of the next postseason round, including maybe a plague, but not a Chapman. And the World Baseball Classic, we are not moving to Miami. Hmm, probably. If, if the weather, weather were a little bit better and I weren't terrified about tropical storms, it might be a little bit more enticing to move to Miami. Because, you know, who has, like, full-time jobs here and homes and families and things? All right, there's that. There's that. All right. All right. So I have a question for you. Do you know what Jeff McNeil and Luis Arias have in common? Yes, they are both professional baseball players. All right. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Round one. They have two more things in common. 
Uh, they identify as men. Okay, maybe they have more than two things. <laughs> Just in tell me. Just tell me. All right. So the big thing that probably everybody out there is is thinking of is that they're both uh, batting title champions. Uh, Jeff McNeil for the National League with the Mets and Luis Arias with the uh, with the Twins in the American League are now the batting champions. And it would be really nice if I made my baseball boyfriend picks at the appropriate time because... Like when the season's over and then you could like look with, you know, in the rear view mirror and say, I bet you'll do great this season. Right. So our baseball boyfriends are the guys that Patty and I pick in the off season. We each choose one guy per team because not only are they good at baseball, theoretically, but also just (laughs) good guys. You know, my my standards, my standards are all over the place. Oh, it turns out mine are too. I didn't realize that until I just had a little... We'll check back today. All right. So we will tell you lots about our baseball boyfriends. We check back like that on on how they're doing. Are they living up to our standards? And sometimes we pick guys before their prime, but that just shows that we're we're in there and aware of their player development, right? right. That's right. Sometimes we have foresight. Sometimes we're just a little too early. <laughs> so with these guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the foresight. I picked them both in that miserable year of 2020 where, you know, you didn't even get enough out of your baseball boyfriend because there wasn't as much play. McNeil is the overall winner in the in batting in all of Major League Baseball with a 326 average just edging out Patty's former baseball boyfriend, the friendliest first baseman, Freddie Freeman. I do love me some Freddie Freeman. So that's impressive though. 325? Holy yeah. shit. And both of them up there. So they they both are beating out the American League, which is Arias at 316. Um, and he got there on the last day. And of course, that was the big buildup. And I, I talked about this last week and the week before that I was okay with Aaron Judge beating Mer- Roger Maris's record, but I didn't want him to get the Triple Crown. Why? I don't know. I'm bitter. I'm stupid. But I just, I was excited. Same revenge above. Yes. But Arias and McNeil were both my be- baseball boyfriends. So of course, like I wanted to, to support them. Other guys also wanted to support them and encourage them toward the batting title. And in, in case just being the best in baseball isn't enough, for Jeff McNeil, your other former baseball boyfriend, Francisco Lindor, promised him a car. So Jeff is ready to collect on that car. Uh-huh. Lindor has been quick to say he didn't say what kind of car. Oh, no. And I'm going to think this is going to be like the matchbox trick or something oh, like that. Oh, no. But I don't know. Maybe. I, I believe Lindor is going to cough up something let's, for him. <laughs> let's yeah. see what happens. Arias, however, was promised, and I don't know why, a Louis Vuitton suitcase from Carlos Correa. And he did pay up. And so Arias has his lovely new suitcase as well as whatever else he gets for being. My guess, he was getting a lot of shit for a terrible rollerboard or like some old duffel bag Mm. that he had since high school or something, since like summer camp. I don't know. Yeah. And And they um, make fun of him. And they make fun of him. And now, yeah. I think, yeah. Wow. Wow. So they get their... Their actual baseball salaries and presents from their friends. <laughs> you know, like my friends get, give me presents, and your friends give you presents yeah. sometimes. And we're just we just ratchet it back based on our salary levels. Yeah, a little bit. Oh my god, this wild card weekend oh my was so much fun, and I I'm torn. Crazy. I'm torn between woo a sweep, a sweep, a sweep. Yeah. I, I feel pretty good about it generally. I was only surprised by one of them, I think. But let me just say, of course, obviously, Cleveland Girl here is absolutely all in for the Guardians. Um, and th- that was the craziest pair of games all weekend, yes. too. So yes. Cleveland versus Tampa Bay, game one, record short game, two hours and 17 minutes. Unreal. Is so fast. Yep. And here's why. Because it was Shane Bieber versus Shane McClanahan. So we had Shane on Shane, pitcher <laughs> violence. And to make it more fun, the only scoring was done by home runs by two Jose's. Jose Siri scored on Bieber and Jose Ramirez scored on, on so, Shane McClanahan. So that's our former baseball boyfriends. I had Siri and you when yes. he was with Houston and you had Ramirez. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So that was kind of cool. Um, so there was, that was efficiency. That was efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also at noon on a school day. So I was really not impressed yep. with the scheduling, I will say. If you um, work with me, cover your ears. I may have had a little box up in the corner of my monitor. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, game two on Saturday was, oh my God, four hours and 57 minutes long, 15 scoreless innings 15 until oscar gonzalez of the guardians 
rookie Oscar Gonzalez had a walk-off home run. It, it was hysterical because I was sad that I couldn't watch the game because I had an all-day fucking workshop. I was in this room from 8 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon, and you and your kids start texting around game time, and I'm like, oh, I'm sad. I can't. I can't um, see it. Text me when somebody scores. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. (laughs) You're hearing nothing. And there's nothing. And I'm thinking, all right, you guys don't want to interrupt me at my class. That makes sense. And then I get a text from your kid that shows bases loaded and then nothing. And then nothing. And I was like, what happened? You're just teasing me. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing happened on bases loaded in the six, right, for Cleveland? Mm -hmm. It is true. so at that point, it just kept going. I listened on the way home. I got home. I was feeling energetic. I went for a jog. I listened on my jog. Did you? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And and here's the worst part. I was almost at the end. So I was about to turn onto Sligo Creek and there's a little dead patch there. And my my, um, reception went out. And it comes back on, and it's the celebration. I missed the fucking home run. I missed the fucking home run because I was going to see a friend of ours, and I was not going to put that off. It was really important. And in the time it took for me to drive, you know, seven minutes from my house to their house, I parked in the driveway, turned, you know, looked at my notification, and went, "Yay!" Because yeah. I also missed yes. the, the the home run. Well. But that's okay because the internet saved us, and we get to watch yes. it later. Yes. So. Um, uh, Oscar Gonzalez uses the SpongeBob SquarePants theme oh. as his walk-up music. Wow. And it's kind of hilarious. It takes me back to the Baby Shark days. And he just said, it's a kid's song because baseball is a kid's game. Does he have a kid? Because that was Tara's so. thing. No, no. Huh. I mean, like, he's a rookie. He's a young guy. I don't think oh. he's got any kids. I think it's just a embrace the fact that it's a kid's game. We're playing a game. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Which I totally dig. Totally dig. So here are all the records, all of the weird things that happen with this game, too. So previously, the longest postseason scoreless game on record lasted 12 innings. This was 15 innings. So Gonzalez, let me see, is... um, Sixth, wait, sixth in the sixth person to hit a walk-off home run in an elimination game. That's not that many. He's the third to hit a walk-off home run in any scoreless postseason wow. game, the regular, you know, regular innings or, um, or postseason. Um, into the fifth, this was my favorite thing that was happening. Into the fifth inning, all the outs earned by Cleveland were Shane Bieber striking people out. Or fly wow. balls going to center field being caught by Miles Straw, who's going to be my next year's boyfriend for the Guardian. Five. Every single out for five innings was either a strikeout or Miles Straw catching a fly ball so in center field. everybody else on the field was just dead bored. They just were dead in there. Or, or either that or they were agog at how Shane Bieber was pitching. Yeah. That was also a thing. They did a 14th inning stretch. Makes me very happy. That's good, but did they put the beer back yeah, on? They did not. Hmm. The beer never came back on, That's so the, the beer bummer. stopped in the seventh inning, and everybody stuck it stuck it out because postseason game elimination That's game, awesome. and um, also because this is Cleveland, we drink there, and um, yeah, they everybody held out. So. My former, former boyfriend, Austin Hedges, from 2018 from San Diego, a long time huh. ago, is a catcher for Cleveland. He, he played, like, the entire game. And he – so then he was out. He played the entire game by, like, the first nine innings, right? He was taken out of the game eventually. He finally ran into the bathroom in the 15th inning. That's – so he also missed the home run. Like, <laughs> you were jogging. I was driving. He was, was finishing up some, like, personal things. <laughs> He said it was like the loudest sound he'd ever heard. So he said, I was running back out. I'm not sure I had my belt done by then. <laughs> he was also shirtless because he was like trying to change quickly to go back out. And so he did the whole postseason celebration shirtless, That's which we have seen before as Nationals fans. But he did say them, if not wearing a shirt means winning the World Series and continuing to have champagne parties, I'll never wear a shirt again. You know, I think every team's got that shirtless guy. You know, <laughs> you know. I, remember, I remember back to the Mike Napoli days with the Red Sox. And, you know, there's somebody's going to lose their Napoli's. shirt. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's true. So Austin Hedges apparently is that guy. For the Guardians, who I will remind you is the youngest team in the postseason. They were the youngest team in Major League Baseball. So like 18, 17 or 18 guys had their debuts this year. That's incredible. It is incredible. Power to them. So other games happened. Other matchups happened. Um, Seattle, Toronto. I am so surprised that oh Seattle swept. Yes. I did not pick that on my bracket, even though I wanted it to happen. I'm, I was super pro Seattle. 
very excited watching the game. You did not want to see anybody get hurt. That sucked in the in the second game, seeing uh, Bo and, and George Springer crash. I also wonder if that that situation played into them winning the game, in which case I don't know. Right. I, I'm not confident about Seattle getting farther. I like a lot of guys on Seattle. Yeah. This is not like I'm anti-Seattle. It's just like I think that might have been a thing. I mean, like mm-hmm. three runs scored when 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 those two, when um, yep. uh, Springer and, and and Bichette crashed into each other. That doesn't happen. They they probably don't win that game. Absolutely. So it's kind of fascinating. But they yeah. did. They won what ten to nine. It was the biggest road comeback ever. They came back, you know, from a seven run deficit. Um, it was the biggest comeback ever in a series clincher, in a postseason series clincher. Wow. So, you know, Seattle's moving on and Toronto is staying home. So, um, Philly, St. Louis. Wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh before you, you leave, yes. Before you leave Seattle, Toronto, I just wanted to, to put in my two favorite <laughs> moments. And as I previously said, I was super excited for Seattle. I thought it was great. But I also thought it was fucking hysterical when the camera at ESPN was, was focused on a bunch of celebrating Seattle fans and a Blue Jays fan walked by and flipped off the camera, like right into the lens. And of course, yeah. that's going to be in the show notes. And so, yeah, you do shit like that. Heck I you am do. fine with that. There were a lot of really shitty comments on Twitter about how that was classless, blah, 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 those Blue Jays fans. You know, the Blue, and there was, I saw another thing on, I think it was MLB Fox, of Blue Jays fans just sad. I mean, that sucked for Blue Jays fans. It absolutely my, did. My in their heart, own house. Yeah. In their own house. Yep. My heart goes out to them. They were interviewing people at Toronto after the game saying like, I am done with baseball. And then some other people saying, ah, I'm used to it. Look at the maple leaves. Like, the, yeah. this is what it's like to live in Toronto. But how much that's painful. So flipping off the camera, and and who knows, like, did he really know it was ESPN and going out live to everybody? Probably just thought it was another camera around the park. They're everywhere. Yeah. It's true. And the other thing, while I was watching the game, I kept thinking, what what the fuck is going on with the shoes? Why are people putting shoes on their head? Because they kept going over to the Seattle watch party that was happening at Mariner Stadium, like what we did when when we were in Nats Park, when they won it all. Um and first a couple people had shoes on their head and then more people had shoes. Turns out randomly, there was focus on this one dude. His name is Ben. He put his Birkenstock on his head before the eighth inning. Of course inning. it was a Birkenstock. Because yeah, <laughs> it's Seattle. Because it's Seattle. Jesus. And um, and apparently it, it got shown on the Jumbotron or something and other people started putting shoes on their head and then they went ahead in the eighth inning. And so like shoes all over the place. And... Um, I don't know. His 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 autograph Birkenstock is going into the Mariners Hall of Fame. Ben's Burke. Yeah. Oh my but that, lord. But you know that tracks. Like you've got to have the rally cap. You've got to have the thing that's going on that brings all the energy, mojo, whatever. All those things. Yeah. All those things. Now I'm going to wonder if people are going to bring an extra shoe with them, <laughs> so they don't have to take shoes off their feet because it's fall now. Yes. It's fall now. It might get a little chilly. I wonder if he had socks on under the burger. I don't want to think about this any more than I have to. But I know I actually I am charmed by this. I'm yeah. absolutely charmed by this. Um, Philadelphia, um, St. Louis. I didn't really have any preferences. I had no feelings going in. Did you? Yeah. No, I was very pro St. Louis. I'm yeah. feeling very very sad about this. I'm sorry. I wanted to see Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright pitching higher up. I just wanted to see that happening. I mean, I know there's the whole Pujols thing, whatever, but but for Yachty especially. Yeah. And the Phillies, I mean, I, I think I've, I've kind of soaked in the animosity that people have in D.C. against the Phillies, and I've, I've adapted that because, you know, this is my city now. Sure, sure. I, you know, I, I totally get that. Um, the Phillies had their um, second postseason sweep ever, like any postseason series Ever. So that's kind of exciting for them. I don't, wow, they, yeah. just their second. Just that's their second. Um, that six-run ninth-inning comeback was flipping amazing. They were the first nice. team with a six-run ninth-inning after a shutout in the first eight. That's they crazy. had nothing. They had nothing. And then they won. So how the heck about that? I have one more thing to say about the Phillies, but it's going to show up later in the boyfriend comment, and you're going to like it. Wow. Um, all right. All right. So Mets, San Diego. This is um, forming a, a divide in my, my family. 
Really? Is your kid prone? Oh, your kid's living there. My, so. my, my kid is living near the Mets AAA. Right. So, um, yeah, that's that's okay. Okay. That's okay. Sorry, Kim. I'm, I, you know, I'm a little, little sad about that. But um, I like a lot of the Mets. I really do. I yeah. like a lot of the Mets just fine. Mets fans are twisting me in knots. I yeah. am so pissed. I mean, yes, Max Scherzer had a terrible outing. Gave up four home runs, seven earned runs. He knows. Yeah. No one is going to be harder on Max than Max Scherzer. And you freaking Mets fans boo him. Yeah. Max, come home. DC wants you back. Come home. Yeah. I know we can't afford you, but we love you and we will never boo you. Right. That just freaking sucks. And people do say that about DC players do say that about DC fans that they don't get booed. That, yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. I feel I feel so torn about that. Booing is not okay. Booing is absolutely not, not okay. There is no way that I condone Mets fans booing him. But that sense of disappointment that everybody must have felt, I mean, this is sure. a bad way to express it. Yeah, there's got to yeah. be like, oh my God, Max, what is wrong with you? You do not do stuff like this. What's going on? That would be the, the right reaction, but I can also understand the pain in watching that. He was actually the first, and I can't believe this is we're talking about fucking Max Scherzer here, first Mets pitcher ever to allow four home runs in a postseason game. Yeah, I, I would have lost that bet for yeah. freaking sure. Um, also in this series, um, uh, my love Josh Bell. What a guy. Yeah, former Pirates boyfriend who then was a national and then got was part of the whole Juan Soto situation, as we're calling it, to, to go to the Padres. Had a terrible couple months after the trade, like Soto is having. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that the postseason is looking very good for Josh. Um, other people have said, you know what, the great thing about the postseason is everything gets zeroed out. Yeah. Like you're starting over again. And he really took it to heart. And he had he had a home run off of Scherzer in the first inning. Oh, my God. His, <laughs> his bat flip... It was referred to as so elegant, it was like, and I quote, tossing an umbrella to a fellow cast member in Singing in the Rain on Broadway. See, I could see him doing that. That's, he is such a classy dude. He is a classy dude. So I, you know, I want this for Josh. Um, Actually, you know, Soto had a couple of singles. He was, he kind of was getting it back in gear. Um, Yeah, that's what I, I, I was saying that, that Juan Soto knows how to do wildcard games. Like, that's. Heck yes. So we'll see. I don't know. Granted, you know, folks, we haven't seen tonight's game, last game, so don't know what's going on now. So um, former boyfriend Francisco Lindor and Manny Machado, who um, divides your hosts here quite a bit. Yeah. Did you have you seen them together at third base? No. So yeah, I think this is part of like when you were at work. And so Lindor gets to third. I can't remember how. And he and Machado are just like hugging and having a great time. And Aww. You would you would totally use the adorable word and make us drink because Aww. you would think it was so cute. And like if I like tied you to a chair and made you watch this on loop, you might change how you know. feel because it was so cute. Although Twitter is pissed, and by Twitter I mean Mets fans. They're like, what? You, Why is Lindor enemy? like you know yucking it up with Machado? He's the enemy. This is the playoffs, bro. I mean, it was so horrible. It was just the stupid vitriol. It's like, really? I'm sorry. I can't say hi to my friend. Right. It's a kids' game. See above. See right. SpongeBob above. Well, that's like in the Rays game. Your former boyfriend G Man Choi on first base was was definitely um, trying to take away that title of friendliest first baseman yeah, from yeah. Freddie Freeman because he was chatting with everybody and in the end he was like one of the first ones to go over and congratulate like he was just you know a good player a good guy and i hope no Rays fans took and and you gotta understand these guys want to win yeah it's their pride it's their livelihood this is their career they are also humans who have friends yeah they have personalities that say hi to your friends so what like it wasn't like it was in the middle of a play Mm -hmm. you know their cell phones weren't flying out of their pockets they weren't reaching for snacks yeah you know in the middle of a play may i just note like previous episodes they were just greeting (laughs) each other and it was really kind of fun it was like Hey, check us out. We're yeah. in the playoffs. Look and at us. What kind of model do you want for your kids, right? If you have kids who play play sports. Apparently Mets the- fans want the, you know, mm. laser focus. You're not here to have a good time. You're here to win and make That's mommy and daddy proud. I good. don't know. Yeah. I, I don't like that. So I'm, I, I, I got to find this for you, though, because I think you would enjoy it. Um, 
I have gone through not quite all of this beer. <laughs> no, I, I have gone through mine. Just mm-hmm. Since you're drinking up, I'll just say one more adorable thing about Lindor. Did you see the press conference with his daughter in his lap? Oh, my God, yes. Yes. And so when Cute she said... child of the week. Right. And and she said, Buck? Because... And, and he covered for her and <laughs> said that she loves Buck Showalter, which is definitely the right answer. But if you what flash... You, you don't think she was swearing, do you? She so, was absolutely looking, looking for Buck. I was just realizing our listeners are not in on that joke. Patty and I had a texting thing this week where where Buck was a, was another way of writing the word that I usually use more. And Buck, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Buck it all. Anyway, I'm sure a little indoor was not doing. Yeah, that. but she she was pretty adorable, so and I think she really just likes you know Uncle Buck, as they say. All right, I'm gonna hand my glass over to Potty Mouth. All right, I'll refill while you talk boyfriends. All right, are we having a different kind of beer altogether now? Yes. Well, not totally altogether. This is also from Silver's Branch. It's Heavenly Hellas, which is in Padres colors. Maybe that bodes well for the Padres tonight. Sure. I hope so. I hope so. Okay. So I'm going to give a quick uh, rundown on some of my boyfriends from this past season that have had interesting things happen since last we spoke. First, you know, Adley. Uh, Adley Rutschman was voted the most valuable Oriole by the by the local press. So yay for you. But also, I found this article on The Athletic that it was a little interview. It was 20 question interviews. When I got to the bottom of it, that's when the questions get a little bit more social and personal. They basically had him rate the other rookies, which were his friends, on QHAR. They didn't say QHAR, but like he and Kyle Stowers and Gunnar Henderson and who is the other one? Um, Oh, see, now I have... have, uh, uh, On on the Orioles? Yeah. Shoot. Um, Junior Patty Mouth is really mad at me right now, but that's okay. Um, This is, by the way, while Patty's thinking, uh, this is quality hair above replacement, trademark Ollie, and it is our measurement for hair. For sure. And so he's asked, please rate the flow between the four of you. Interesting. And he doesn't just list names. He explains why. (laughs) <laughs> Kyle Stowers is first because he's got that California blonde thing going. All right. You know, and Gunner has that Alabama country guy thing that's sort of slick back onto. Like, he describes it. He, of course, Ooh. put himself forth because. Because um, he, he got a haircut. Well, he had a haircut, but also because he's that guy. He's not going to, you okay. know, drop him. But I love that he could speak, you know, in an informed way about right. Q Har. They also asked him about his feelings about, um, because he gets nicknamed Captain America a lot for completely apparent reasons right right? you know squeaky clean looking guy whatever you know the chiseled face the whole thing um his favorite is iron man so my little my he is he is now like my second favorite son um (laughs) and uh and they were talking about like the the guys often hang out together and want they pick a tv show that they're all going to watch together and currently it's house of dragons which i also am currently watching so um sorry friends i'm keeping them Ooh, I'm keeping him for next year. That's a baseball boyfriend for life. Well, or for well, at least you know, another couple years. At least for next year, probably for life. Okay, so um, Bobby Witt Jr. Um, apparently, is also a quarterback for the team. They, um, the Royals started a uh, a victory celebration once football season got in gear. Where once the once they had they won a game, the infielders all came in and they huddled and. Bobby Witt Jr. got on his knee and called play, and then they all sort of like had this woo celebration, and they said, "Yeah, he really wanted to be the quarterback, so we we let him." But um, but but uh, but Tito Francona, you know, was interviewed mm-hmm. when when um, the Royals were playing uh, the Guardians, and, and Tito said, "That kid looks like he's going to be a star." Yeah, he that's is. pretty good. And he had a twenty thirty season. Wow. So so good for you, rookie Bobby Witt. So this is this is just a flashback back to the season before the Royals were also eliminated. Yes, yes. So Kyle Tucker, my um, my Astros boyfriend, uh, didn't make thirty thirty, but he made thirty twenty five, and had a hundred and seven runs batted in. That's Oof. a boatload, my friends. Kirk Casale, I picked as my boyfriend this year as a giant. He's on Seattle okay, now, so we can still watch him. We can still watch him. His son Cade was born on October. Third, he came back from um, paternity leave on October 4th. His first at bat on October 4th was it's also his first home run as a Mariner, which everyone, of course, calls your your dad strength, you know, your daddy's superpower stuff. So that was pretty cool. Also, Brandon Marsh, who I haven't talked about because he wasn't on my fantasy team, but I had picked him as my Angels boyfriend, you know, is a, is a Philly now. And this is why I think you would appreciate his family. I don't know if you saw this clip, and it hasn't been verified that it's his family, but this 
this little video clip has six people wearing branded Marsh Phillies jerseys. I mean, how are you going to get six people together doing this? We're assuming it's their family. One of them catches a foul ball and they all turn to the Cards fans next to them and flip them off in unison. Really? Six people in Brandon Marsh jerseys, who everyone now assumes is his family. And the Philadelphia fans are like, you're one of us. That's you are our people. Right. You have become ours. You will be protected. You will be loved. That's you are our so people. so good. Now, just curiosity, were they all adults? Um, varying ages. I okay. believe there was like grandparent agey and, right. you know, much younger. You but didn't have like the five-year-old. I did not see right. a five-year-old. Not that I'm against that, but y- I'm just y- you, you would be a little uh, bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to remember back to when my yeah. kid was five. I don't, I don't quite recall. Yeah. Um, Brandon Marsh also has been nicknamed Baseball Jesus because of his, <laughs> his beard and his long hair. Oh, so. man. We've got to get to this Q-Har leg rundown. Maybe mm-hmm. that'll be our first off-season mm-hmm. event. Yeah. So I, I, one former baseball boyfriend of mine was Robinson Cano. And I, I'm still sort of like a little wishy-washy about whether I want to t- totally cut him off or not. Y'all know he was completely suspended last year because of just being stupid and being caught for PEDs again. And it was totally unnecessary. But he, he tried to come back this year. He, his suspension was over. So he started the year with the Mets. And then he went from the Mets to San Diego and then he went from San Diego to Atlanta, and then Atlanta released him so that oh. he's currently a free agent. And he was released quite a while ago. Um, but th- what that means is even though he's not actually playing now, he has a better chance of getting a World Series ring than any other player because he what? played with each of those teams during the season. So if either Atlanta or San Diego or, or the Mets – Win the World Series, he gets a ring. That's right now. So, mind you, again, this is before the the San Diego Mets game. Right now, it's a three out of nine <laughs> chance, which is one third. But pretty soon, it's going to be two and eight, which is twenty five percent, which is not so bad. I, I like watching you do math. It's I, look at all that math. <laughs> it's look so good. It's so good. Hey, um, so Nelson Cruz, my boyfriend from a long time ago, um, we always talk about him as. What a freaking good guy yeah, he is. Super good guy. The um so he's been with the Nationals this year and had a terrible season. Lots of injuries. He's forty two years old. He's played for eighteen seasons. And people are always asking, you know, when is your last season? Like how long are you gonna yeah. do this? I mean, he's he's the reason like the DH exists. Like he's a good guy who can sometimes swing the bat, so yay. And it was all the time he could swing the bat. Now it's only sometimes. So this piece, this this little profile piece on him really showed that he's in it for more than my stats, it's fun to play baseball. He does say, I'm going to play for as long as it's fun. But he wow. said, a lot of people depend on how I play and if I play. Huh. And so here's the thing about that. So um, he was with the Rays briefly. Um, and so he and Wanda Franco were on a team together. Wanda Franco is also from the Dominican Republic. And my um, former boyfriend. For sure. And uh, he last year was when he got that massive contract. So yeah. he called... Cruz immediately for advice, like, you know, hi, dad advice, right? And so Nelson Cruz said, I talked to him about, you know, the importance of financial security because, you know, he's the the dad. He's like the 42-year-old. He's going to talk about, okay, here's how you got to be serious about this stuff. This is for you and your family, but also you have a community to lift. Wow. And this article, this profile pointed out that that Cruz's hometown, these are all the things it has that didn't have before he started playing. It has hospitals. It has a fire station, ambulances, paved roads. This year, he's putting wow. a, he's establishing a computer center that's going to help plumbers and carpenters start their own businesses. None of these things existed before Nelson Cruz started getting paid millions of dollars for playing baseball for 18 years. I know Vladimir Guerrero Sr. did a lot of that also. Like He came from nothing and second grade education and, and did all that giving back. So just thinking about like how these players are transforming the country and what a what a message for an older player to pass along to a baby like Wander Franco. That, that's for sure. And I think at the end of the, the, the piece said, once I stop playing, this will change drastically. Wow. And so I think it's really, it is very important to him yeah. that he does you know, teach the babies. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you need to to think about your community. You need to carry this on. You know, he's 
it's not like he's hurting. It's not like he's, you know, living in a little hovel because right. he's giving away so much money. But how much money do you really need? Yeah. Compared to how much money, how much good will that money do? So um, I just want to say thanks to Nelson Cruz. And I, yeah. I hope it's still fun for you to play. And I hope you find a place to play for next season because you do so much freaking good. And all I can think is how close Juan Soto was to him. Yeah. And I'm hoping, hoping that that message got to him as well. Yeah. Yep. Talking about old guys and crying and being sad. Oh my God! So the last night of the season, last Wednesday, when all the play, all the games were at the same time at four o'clock in the afternoon, was Dennis Eckersley's last game announcing as an essence uh, announcer for that's the the Red Sox, you know, sports network, the regional sports network. Yeah, New England Sports Network. He had been in baseball for fifty years at that point. So between being a player. And then going into recording, that that just absorbs all of your energy. And he talked about how, like, I just woke up every day and that's what I think about. He just spent so much time preparing and he was so good. He was controversial. He said things like there were. He had some major conflicts with some players. I remember back to David Price. But he was he was just so loved by Red Sox fans in so many ways. And the night before, I t- tuned in at the very end of the second to last game and I knew that, you know, these are our fleeting moments with him. And I heard the forecast for the next day and it, it was like sure rain. It was sure to be a rain, rain out. And it was a meaningless game. There was no reason why they would have had to play it. And I was like, what a shitty way for him to go out for his last game to be a rain out. And then miraculously, there was just enough pocket of not rain to fit in the game and it was beautiful and tear jerking it was a little over the top and and even mr potty mouth turned to me i said something about oh my god this is a love fest and mr potty mouth was like that's what you came in for right and i was like of course no i love it (laughs) but like it was just gushing after gushing about how wonderful he is and a huge appreciation one of the very few times that i can actually appreciate mlb.com because you know damn it with their coverage and their fucking blackouts and shit but they usually don't show the pre and the post game uh, events right. for games. Yeah. They did for this one. Oh, so we got to see the stuff before, the stuff after. Of course, Dennis Eckersley is known for his actionary, the way that he speaks. The the you know fastballs of cheese, and and he's got a pair of shoes. Is when you're 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 out struck out looking, I believe. But like he's he's just got his words that. Maybe other people use. I don't know, but that he just Jeez had his is a way. Thing, but I've never heard pair of shoes. Yeah, he had salad too. I, I and I totally don't remember what the salad was. As opposed but, to glorious lettuce, yeah. which is different. Moss. He, he appreciated cuhar. If a, if a player had good cuhar, he had moss. <laughs> so, so there's that. What I didn't know was that, especially you, a Cleveland person, that he started in Cleveland. And he he was traded from Cleveland to Boston because his wife had an affair huh? with the Cleveland center fielder. Oh, no. And so they couldn't be on the same team. And no, Cleveland luckily like fixed it up and made a big time trade to Boston and got him over to Boston. So he was there for a while. And then I think he went. He, oh, so, and then the other big name of a trade with him. Uh, he was traded to the Cubs for Bill Buckner. So that's when the Red Sox <laughs> got Bill Buckner of the Ball Between the Legs fame, although yeah. a, an absolutely outstanding player um, stats-wise, except for that one unfortunate World Series incident. And then he went to the A's where he turned into a, a relief pitcher. He had been a starter in Boston and didn't really want to go to relief and ended up being dynamic. And at that point, he was he uh, left playing at 42 years old as well. And when he was 42, he got the Cy Young and MVP with the A's. At 42. Oh, actually, no, that was a couple years before. Maybe, maybe 38. Maybe 38. Because then he went to the Cardinals and then he ended up at age 42, his last season was with Boston. Um, there's an athletic article about him that's very sweet, but it talks about how he belongs to the A's. There's definitely this, this. I mean, he went to the Hall of Fame with the A's. He's from Oakland. It's his hometown. It totally made sense. But it seemed to be sort of slamming Boston a little bit, despite the fact that a Boston Herald reporter wrote it. But on the bo- broadcast, he clearly said he was so emotional. And he was like, I am a Red Sox. This is totally what it is. The only thing that he gushed about that I didn't feel so good about from his time on the Cardinals was Tony La Russa apparently is a big buddy 
Uh-huh. And he said lots of wonderful things about him. I do not share that Some opinion. Some people do. But at least he got RBI right. So he was talking about multiple RBI. And he said RBI, not RBIs. And, you know, we, we appreciate things like that. He also, I didn't know, lived in the town next door to where I went to high school. <laughs> so I could, also good. could have been there at the same point. And he was asked to make the judgment on Judge versus Otani this year. You know, that's the big question. Who's going to be MVP? And he went judge, which I thought was interesting, okay. because he said there should be two awards. There should be an MVP, and then there should be most outstanding player that just goes to Otani every year. Just all the time. <laughs> yep, that's just the Otani award. Okay, I want to go back and um, make a correction. Hmm. So you don't get the corrections via... Um, uh, you know, via social media. It's, right. It was my mistake. I couldn't think of Taryn Vavra, which is like the fourth uh, of the rookies that Adley Rutschman oh. had to had to rate on hair. And he refers to him as the T-Man. And he, he says he's got the clean cut, good flow, good curls. Just because T-Man doesn't have as long of hair, I'm going to put him as three. So I just want you to know that he, I, he's very a good critical thinker, and it was Taryn Vavra. And I apologize for not being able to pull that out after having a couple of... Yeah, well, I also beverages. appreciate him giving us a little bit of guidance on the QR thing. Like oh, where, yeah. Where so I'm going to link the... to this article yeah. so you guys can read it because he does talk about each each person and why he places them where they are. Okay. Hey, so after tonight, which is the only only outcome we're waiting for, the um, the Slam Diego <laughs> versus Mets situation, uh, we've got the ALDS and the NLDS both starting on Tuesday, which I just know means that Cleveland's going to play during a school day again. I just feel Ugh. it in my bones. Yuck. Yuck. Yeah. School nights are hard enough. So a little bit of a preview. So Cleveland versus the Yankees. Um, I be- So there's it's, the, <laughs> it's all a best of five series, right? So the games start on Tuesday, and they um, game five, games five, if they're necessary, will be on the 16th or the 17th, depending on hmm. on, on which league it is. So the um, Cleveland versus um, New York, there are wagers that we're paying attention to, <laughs> um, which we think are kind of fun. Um, yep. Also, there's a problematic payroll situation here. I just want to point out that the Yankees have a $249 million payroll. That's, you know, that's how much they pay out every single year. They have 10 players that make eight figure. Eight. Eight. Figure. One, two, three. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah, tens. Tens mm. of millions of dollars, right? Cleveland has a $69 million payroll. Nice. And only, only Jose Ramirez has um, a, a, an eight-figure um, salary. And maybe nice, maybe not. Um, I think wow. part of it is because Cleveland is so young, most of these guys are still like making the league minimum. But also, there's this whole, we can pick and choose and buy, but maybe they're paying guys what they're worth, but also they can more easily than others. Right. So there are a lot of questions and it just makes my little, my head hurt about capitalism no. altogether. I get it. Yeah. Um, for that series, don't look for um, Araldus Chapman. This cracks me up. But, <laughs> I love Okay. This. Can I just point out that the junior potty mouth pointed out to me just before I came over that Lindsay Adler, maybe at the athletic referred to him as Awaldus Chapman. <laughs> Which made me so happy and made me sad that I did not think of this myself. Because here's what happened with, with the person that we refer to as Araldus frickin' Chapman. Um, he was scheduled to pitch batting practice Friday night at Yankee Stadium. He was in Miami. That's a tough commute, bud, to make it to where he's supposed to be for your work. So he was fined, and he was kept off the roster for the ALDS. Although there's a question of wh- whether he would have made it anyway. He hadn't had a save since May. Right. Um, he's been making a he's lot of bad, bad decisions. You know, see our discussion about, personally, we know safe tattoo artists in the state of New York <laughs> from whom you won't be get an infection and not be able to play the job you're paid bazillions of dollars for. Um so Cashman says, there's some questions about whether he's been all in or not for a little while. Oh, really? And he's maintained verbally that he's in, but at times, actions don't match those words. Smart dude, that Cashman. Uh, yeah. So um, here's your biblical plague. <laughs> in Cleveland, Ohio today, midges. Um, old people might know Midge as Barbie's best friend from the 50s or 60s, but these midges are the tiny little bugs. They're super irritating bugs. Oh, they're like gnats. They're like they're like gnats, but they're midges. So today, um, on you know, on a baseball, on a, sorry, on a football Sunday, they were swarming the first energy field before um, today's Browns versus Chargers game, like swarm 
ing, like a bazillion, like we're talking Ooh, biblical. That's creepy. I am saying this because on October 5th in 2007, midges swarmed in Cleveland during game two of the ALDS between Cleveland and the Yankees. And the it messed with a Yankees reliever huh. who couldn't focus and pitch. Cleveland won an extra innings. Okay, so, so I, we're pro-midge. We're pro-midges, although the Yankees don't come in until Saturday um, for the ALDS oh. Game 3. The first two games are in Yankee Stadium, mm. um, so I don't know that anybody wants the midges to stay around that long, and they're right now in the football stadium, so I don't know if they you know, would be transported somehow, but you got to love you know, a biblical plague. Sure. Right. All right, so um, Seattle versus Houston. Um, Houston has Dusty. Okay. We, we love us some Dusty. Okay. Houston has cheaters. <laughs> Just a few, though, Just at a this few. point. Houston has a 68% chance to go to the next level, yeah. according to 538. Um, Seattle has m- momentum. I've got to say, and, and I'm really sorry, Susie, that... I just like the underdog thing. I'm pro yeah. Seattle. And there's a really fabulous documentary, actually, that your brother-in-law showed me on, on YouTube about how sad Seattle history has been. And give those people, it's just fucking raining there all the time. Give them some sunshine. Give, give them, them some, some sunshine. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I. my preference would absolutely be Seattle. My, If I had to put money on it, mm, okay. you know. Well. Although, you know, we're back to... Do love our friend Dusty. Um, so Philadelphia versus Atlanta. Atlanta also has like a 67% hmm. a chance to win. But I think that's a much more of a toss-up because Philly is a – I want to call them a wild card. But I mean it in the, in the you <laughs> right. know, unpredictable you sense. Right. Like I'm shocked that they did what they did. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't – I am not at all confident about any outcome in that one. Well, the good news for Nats fans is that somebody loses. <laughs> when either Philadelphia or Atlanta will lose, yeah. and we're going to be happy to see that. Yeah, I think generally I'm pro hammers there. Um, mm. You're pitching. You're pitching. Yeah, I've, I've got them for pitching, but also I like a lot of the guys. This is one of those cases where I don't care for ownership. I hate the fans right. and their stupid racist activities, but I like a lot of the guys. Yeah. You know, and so this is how I'm feeling about the Mets. I like a lot of the guys oh, yeah. on the Mets. The fans make me nuts. So, um, you know, I got to parse that a little bit. And then, of course, the last one is the Dodgers versus whoever wins tonight's game, either San Diego or or the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Dodgers are very likely going to run over everybody because they are just playing a whole different game than everybody else. The Dodgers are scary. And Mookie Betts went bowling yesterday and bowled a perfect game. Of course he did he because he's do, very he good at bowling. He no wrong. Also, former baseball boyfriend of mine. Holy shit. So I'm going to remind you that there's more baseball to look forward to, and I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible. The World Baseball Classic, you've got to be as excited as I am that it's coming. You've got to be because you're still listening to me. Uh, (laughs) Next year, 2023, and the last qualifiers just ended, and I finally, I just like hallelujah, got a fucking prediction right. I said that Nicaragua and Panama would be coming out of this qualifier, and they did. It was way closer than I thought. Argentina, not a baseball powerhouse, came so close to defeating Nicaragua. But uh, Nicaragua has a, a hero, Dwight Britton, who's in the minors, also is now has now turned me on to like my, my next vacation destination that I am just dreaming about, the Corn Islands. Have you heard of the Corn Islands? That's not real. Is that real? They are off the coast of cool. Nicaragua. So he's from the – there's two of them. There's Big Corn and Little Corn. Of course there is. Big Corn has population like 5,000. Little yeah. Corn has like half of that. And Little Corn only has power from like 1 p.m. until 6 a.m. or something like that. Like they are remote but beautiful and they have baseball fields. And each island has a baseball field. I would like baseball but also a place to plug things in. Yeah. <laughs> they have good Wi-Fi. I don't understand how that happens. Huh. But you just can't charge anything. Right. Just great Wi-Fi <laughs> you until you all of your tiny sh- appliances die. Get your charging hours in. Big corn and little corn. Yeah. All so right. I, I want to. That's my new, you know, goal. Goal in life is to go to the corn islands. And so appreciation to Dwight Britton, who's going to be carrying uh, Nicaragua. Also, so now Nicaragua that they're going on, they get to bring in more players before the actual classic 
Two that, well, one has actually promised. Um, Jonathan Loasiga. I totally said that wrong. Loasiga? Something like that. He's he's from the Yankees, so that's why maybe I'm not paying enough attention to him. He has said that he's also, going to be don't pitching. Don't care as deeply. So Nicaragua has <laughs> pitching. So he's pitching. Okay. Also, very probable is Erasmo Ramirez from the Nationals, pitcher of the year could very well be in playing for Nicaragua. So it'll be fun to see them whatever wherever they end up for the World Baseball Classic. Um, the other big team was Brazil that went down. Pakistan and New Zealand participated, represented, did the did the haka and um, worked that walked their way out at the end. <laughs> so it did not win. Okay. Any games. Oh, what I was going to say, the thing that pissed me off just a teeny bit, like I love the coverage by Tyler Mon and Ryan Roland-Smith, except for Jonathan Arroz, who's our very favorite player on the Panama team. He is on the Orioles, I think, technically now, and was on the Red Sox, or maybe he's a free agent now. But he played on both teams this year. They called him Jonathan Arroz. No. And I thought, that's just, that's just a whole nother thing. They That's, could do better than they that. They could totally do better than Arouse. So anyway, Net World Baseball Classic, we will be seeing one of them. I don't know which one is going to be playing in Miami, either Nicaragua or Panama, along with Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and um, Mexico and Israel are all going to be in Miami. Actually, I'm not sure about Mexico. I, I'll get back to you on that. The, the most exciting news for me personally this week was the Puerto Rican team. I am now 100% Team Puerto Rico because, you guessed it, Kike Hernandez has officially stated as soon as the, the season was over that he is going to – he is ready to put Puerto Rico on his chest. And we are ready to see he is. We Puerto shall Rico see because he's going to work as a stripper chest. in the offseason. <laughs> Right. And and just notably, last time Puerto Rico was in, they were called Team Rubio because they all dyed their hair blonde. And, and Kike doesn't have to do that. He's already blonde. All right. So he's going to be joining Jose Berrios and Jose Miranda and Edwin Diaz of the trumpet fame, Javier Baez, Carlos Correa, and Marcus Stroman. Maybe Christian Vasquez has not announced yet, but is interested and managed by Yadier Molina. It's That's a party of a team. Sure Super enough. excited. Almost as much of a party. Definitely going to get my attention, but not my my complete heart and rooting is Team Venezuela with Jose Altuve is being joined by Miguel Cabrera has announced it. He has been in every World Baseball Classic for Venezuela since the get-go. That means four plus this one. Andres Jimenez of the Guardians is joining in the baby. Salvador Perez and Luis Arraez, and their manager is Astros first base coach Omar Lopez. So we'll see who else joins Team Venezuela. There's going to be more of that. Team USA I've been talking about for weeks. They have pitchers. They finally have pitchers. Now, they don't have maybe the best known USA pitchers. And this is where it comes in that this is definitely a tournament that the players are so excited about. You know, playing either for USA or for their home countries. Players are super enthused. Managers, not so much. Right. They don't want right. people to be hurt. Right. And pitchers, They're especially. They're not going to send their aces. Yeah. Yeah. But we do have some interesting guys. Delvin Williams from the Brewers. David Bednar from the Pirates. Dylan Tate here from the Orioles. Dylan Tate. Yay. That's so exciting. I am excited about that. And Merrill Kelly from the, Kelly from the D-backs. Rich Hill from the Red Sox has said loudly that he would like to join. He hasn't been invited yet. Pick he's 42 me. years Pick old. Me. I hope they picked him because he's like wrapping up that career and would like, oh, and on other player news... Your baseball boyfriend, Bobby Witt Jr., announced that he is also all in to join the whole mess of other incredible Team USA players. Yes, he has. And he um, also has had Team USA on his chest, as you have said, <laughs> um, in, in years past for, for different um, national team events. All right. Excellent. So um, that, it's going to be fun. It's going to be super fun. More teams. Mexico talked about before. Julio Urias, um, Randy Rosarena, and... Rowdy Tellez, and maybe Alex Verdugo from the Red Sox, not our favorite guy, but I don't have time to go into that now. Team Israel was the Cinderella of 2017. No one expected anything out of Team Israel, and they made it out of the first round, so just doing that was huge. And since then, they're also you know, leaning into this people who can be on the team don't necessarily have to live in that country. They just have to qualify for citizenship 
or their parents have to qualify for citizenship. And qualifying for citizenship can also mean pretty much an invitation, you know, in some situations. But the, there's usually some connection. I found out that for Israel, not only is it, you know, that the, you qualify for citizenship, your parents do, but qualifying for citizenship in Israel means that you have a Jewish, you're Jewish, or you have a Jewish parent or grandparent, or you are married to someone who is either Jewish or has a Jewish grandparent or a Jewish parent. That's a wide net So it's a pretty wide net. Good and for them. in that net, they have, they have caught um, a bunch of outfielders. Jock Peterson Woo! from the Giants. Harrison Bader from the Yankees. Kevin Pillar from the Dodgers. They have some, uh, some fun local pitching from the Orioles. Dean Kramer. Yay. And, of course, their manager is fan favorite Ian Kinsler, who actually played for the U.S. before, but as the above qualifications, qualifies for Israeli citizenship. So I'm waiting to see if we can actually go to Miami. Of course, this is a pipe dream, and it would take a lot of funding, and you'll hear about how to find us on Patreon. (laughs) But the Marlins have been putting out a, you know, check and come get your World Baseball Classic ticket stuff. And actually, some of our friends on Twitter have contacted me and said, hey, look, you can get your tickets. But when you click on it, it still says only if you have priority access. How do you get priority access? You become a 2023 Marlins member. So they don't even have the pricing out that yet. All they have is that same basic Google form type is thing. Is member a season ticket holder or is I, it just a, I'm part of the fan club? You know, I don't know. I guess I need to, to We should to maybe do pay more research. To that because, I mean, a lot of like the Nats things, you can just get like priority access to things if you just yeah. like sign up for the newsletter. I would sign up for Marlins newsletter to get access to World Baseball Classic tickets. I would not, however, buy season tickets because I am not made of money. Right. What the heck are you thinking? I know. I might be Team Israel as well as well as Team Dominican Republic. Huh, that O's pitching? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I haven't said much about the DR team. I don't think we've gotten too, too many details. I I don't know. I look forward to keep keeping this news Well, you know, Nelson Cruz in. is the general manager. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think It's going to be Soto's fun. Playing. It's going to be one of those things that it's just going to be fun to watch. Yes. Because you're going to know all the guys, but you're going to see them in different groupings. And you usually see them, and you're going to see, you know, the pride of yep. you know place of birth and just I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah, Woo-hoo. yeah. Speaking of a good time, people stuck out our weird, stupid rule, crazy fantasy baseball oh. league this season. Oh my God, this is the last one. We oh. have a winner. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. please. Not a shocker. Not a shocker. Bono's boyfriend's claimed and held the lead and interestingly the teams are all now spaced apart like nobody was edging anybody out that happened like for weeks people yeah. were like going back and forth in a point or two but but bono's boyfriends is the big winner with 196 and a half points so um we'll need to be in contact with you bono's boyfriends to get um a mailing address so you can receive your very special prize package um spicy susie came in second the leftovers woohoo finished third super depressed ace fan hauled on to fourth top five buddy that's Good super job. great i zombies of four adults is in the fifth position um deborah f's team number six karen's injured team number seven there i am at patty's commission team number eight the kids number nine they 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 did, did like pull themselves up a little bit and then mm-hmm. um defense good offense meh Ended up in 10th. And then Potty Mouth, thank you for your support. Thank you for playing. We're going to give you one of those little (laughs) participation awards. Actually, most of us should get those. Um, If you uh, are interested in joining us for next year, find us on social media. Say, hey, count me in. I want to play on your team. I want to follow all of your ridiculous rules and make (laughs) Patty the Commissioner work extra hard to go over rosters with a fine-tooth comb. How can people find us on social media? Yeah, you really earn that big salary. You can find us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast. Facebook and Instagram is No Crying in B-Ball. And you can also throw us a few bucks at Patreon. We're really, really close to breaking even on this podcast. So it would be super fun if we could do that. So go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash No Crying in B-Ball. And also let us know what kind of stuff you would like us to put on Patreon to make that an enticement. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, I, my plans this week are working too much and watching as much baseball as humanly possible in, these, in this playoff round. Ditto. Ditto. Yeah, yeah that work part is going to be rough. So I don't Indeed. know. Luckily, you can get stuff on your phones. And I think I just need to, to wear my hair down and, and put like good Bluetooth. A little Bluetooth in yeah. there? Sure. 
Sure. Yeah. The taxpayers are really happy with both of us <laughs> right. right now. For we are public sure. servants at work right here. We, so it's a short period of time. We're public servants who are also baseball fans. I mean, we have lives. Right. Come on now. We have lives. Oh, my gosh. So um, in between watching playoff games, we hope you're checking out past episodes of the podcast to, to hear us profile all these boyfriends that we've talked about. Um, we hope that you tell your fam- family and friends about us if you think they'd like to hear us talk about baseball. And for sure, we know you're getting your, your booster and you are fighting the man because it's the right thing to do. You are sending your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. Important thing is I molded the minds, the spiritual growth of lots of tiny children in the town I grew up in. <laughs> and then I moved away. <laughs> That's a good plan. you got to have the escape plan after molding the minds. <laughs>